I put it on mute because I farted. Uh, How long was that turn... fart? Well, no, I thought I turned it's been the, silent for I eight I minutes. The mic back on, but I hadn't. <laughs> right, that goes as part of the intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Definitely. This is definitely in the intro. This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Bear. It's Black Hawk Down with Aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. All right, welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcasts. My name's Chet. I'm here with Lord Lyndon. Greetings. And also with Rodney. Now, Rodney, uh, quick. I think you forgot that it was me. I don't even know why it took so long. Yeah. Well, he remembers the royalty first. So, uh, so we're here to uh, to bring back movie night for you. The average person wastes 115 hours every year just searching for a movie to watch, as we've said again and again and again. And this week, we're going to ask Lyndon, what would you do with an extra 115 hours given back to you? Uh, so I need that extra 115 hours. It's less than a week before we jump on a flight to come visit you guys in the US. Um, I am woefully underprepared. Very busy. Uh, had Georgie's fourth birthday this uh, this week. That's taken up a lot of time and effort. Happy birthday, the, Georgie. Happy birthday. Yeah, she had a lovely day. But as far as we've got packing, I got the suitcase out the loft. Uh, I've made a – we know where the kids are going. The kids are coming with us, which is great. Um, <laughs> but the kids are going around the grandparents. What we – the only thing kind of packing and preparation we have done, we have made a list of, like, everybody's numbers – I probably should ask you guys. You guys are listed as emergency numbers if our parents need to get hold of us. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I thought I thought you meant in the event of an emergency like that, we would have to go and I would be like, I think call put nine one one on there. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Or eight seven seven. What is it in the UK? <laughs> yeah, eight seven. What? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know what it's it is. Nine nine nine. Nine nine nine. Oh, see, yeah, that would mess it's me. A lot up. easier. I feel like. Can we all agree that we need a a universal international number, a international number, <laughs> emergency <laughs> number? <laughs> I feel like in London you just go out and fire a musket straight in the air, and you know, a bunch, of, bunch yeah. of royal guards show up. You know that one we're time known, we're known for having lots of guns over here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that one time I got asked uh, when I was getting takeout food, can we have a number for you in case of an emergency? And I thought with the phrasing, I wanted to be like, um, I mean, I guess 911 if Wait, something you, you, bad goes wrong. I Like, I know that they were asking for my number, but... Like, the, in like, case the order goes wrong? Is, yeah, like, but I just remember thinking, like, mm, the way you <laughs> phrased it, I still think that the accurate thing for me to say would be 911. Yeah. I don't know uh, why you would need my number for an emergency. <laughs> well, the only other preparation we've done, we've bought some new clothes, I've bought some lovely new shorts... So I can uh, nice. show off my legs for you boys. How how short are they? Are rugby, they rugby, rugby are they, shorts? Are they rugby shorts? As short as you want them to be. Ooh, does that mean you're gonna roll them up, or does that mean that they literally you can just pull them up? I don't I don't know what that means. Uh, it's really this might be more of a means to an end type situation. <laughs> they just have like zippers that you can like unzipper like an inch at a what time. What are you picturing? <laughs> you, pic- you guys remember those pants that had the zippers at the knees? Have you ever watched rugby before? <laughs> no, I know, but he said as short as you want them to be. So I'm picturing shorts that you can zipper off like inches <laughs> each time. Oh, well, I'm sorry. They're not adjustable shorts with zips. 
<laughs> I think they were out of fashion in the mid nineties. You know what though? They do say rugby on the butt though. Well, well, he doesn't obviously. buy shorts otherwise. Obviously, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Why well, else would you wear them? Ooh, these shorts are lovely. Where? <laughs> what's on the bum? Where's the rugby on the bum? <laughs> That's him. Excuse me. Where's the rugby on the bum? My petticoat. It just says beer garden on yeah. the, on the yeah. bum. It's. <laughs> It's one or the other. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so on that note, with uh, with you traveling here, we we have a, an interesting episode planned for this week. Um, occasionally, we do these things, just basically like bundle pack episodes, where we take three movies that we aren't entirely sold on to be like worth a singular episode for, but so but you're good enough where we do want to talk about them. We'll put them all together in one episode. We did three romantic movies before. We did three summer movies before. I think we might have done holiday movies. Mm. Uh, this one, this episode's about Netflix originals. Mm. As we've talked before, Netflix is really strong in the TV show department and lacking most times in the original movie department. Although we have found you some say, strong. You say that like there's a competition. The TV department are like, yeah, you guys over there. Not <laughs> oh, pulling definitely. Definitely a competition. <laughs> it's definitely. It's like, definitely. Like if you're a, a Netflix TV writer, you definitely pat yourself, like walk around, say yes. that confidently. You str- and then if you, you were like, oh, like I, I make movies. For Netflix, like all the Adam Sandler ones, or yeah. good God, those are terrible. <laughs> they, are yeah. you guys trying yet, or what's the deal with your strategy? I thought the TV writers just wander into the movie department, like, "Hey, everyone, come see how good I look." Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about three Netflix originals. Uh, we've had we've had singular episodes about a few different, like Fundamentals of Caring, Kodachrome, recently, Imperial Dreams. I feel like there's a few more. That yeah. were just straight up Netflix originals. But we have three for you today. But also, we have some U.S. travel tips mm. for Lord Linden that we're going to yes. mix into this episode. Mm. Because he needs to be well prepared for this trip. He should be. We agree. Yeah. All right. So you guys ready to roll with this episode? Yeah. Broom. <laughs> <laughs> Levi. <laughs> what was that? It's a car noise. Can you do it again? Broom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I was leaving the kids out home when I came to travel. <laughs> oh, you, you're going to have a... That's the noise Rodney's going to make when you unzip your shorts. <laughs> yeah. can, can I get two inches Vroom. off those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. We've gone right. some dark places already. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. Oh, gosh. Um, maybe we tell people about some movies instead. Uh, Lyndon, you have the first of our three Netflix originals. Um, yeah. so why don't you take it away and steer us in a more productive direction? Uh, so the first of our bundle, in this bundle episode is the film called Cargo. This country changing. Sick. We all get sick. You get sick too. If you are infected, then you've got 48 hours. Uh, so this has been peddled quite a bit on Netflix recently. It's um, starring Martin Freeman in, in the lead role, and he plays Andy, along with his uh, wife, played by Susie Porter. Uh, and they're going along with their infant daughter called Rosie, and they're attempting to survive in the Australian outback in an outbreak of... A very, uh, you've guessed it, another zombie apocalypse. 
So the film starts with them uh, traveling in the relative safety of this riverboat, uh, aiming for like what is meant to be a secure military base. Obviously, people make bad decisions. And then it comes to uh, basically a Martin Freeman searching for someone willing to protect his daughter. A uh, kind of like running out of time element to it as well. Yeah, the idea is like the cargo, you know, right? It's his, his daughter. So it's a zombie yeah. apocalypse with a spin on like almost a, I don't want to call it a, ro- a road trip necessarily, but a race against time where he's trying to get his yeah, daughter to a safe, a safe, yeah. safe place. Right? And it's, um, I mean, the zombie apocalypse, uh, like lots of zombie films at the minute. It's not, it's not worthy of a, an episode on its own, but it is a good film. It does some really interesting, nice new things for the zombies, the way they look, the kind of, what they excrete out their eyes and the way that they're, they're, they're Ugh, hiding in the God. dark. It's honey. Yeah. It's honey. Yeah, it, well, I don't, exactly. That, I don't, that I, reaction is pretty good. And when it becomes a race against time, the film does pick up a lot of pace and is, and I think it is worth a watch, but not to recommend on its own. Okay. Agreed. And I felt a, a lot of pressure talking about the film there. Cause I wanted to keep it nice and short. I don't want to go into a, a Rodney ramble discuss, no. <laughs> a description of the film. We had Rodney Rance. Now it's Rodney ramble. I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm good at, baby. So we're gonna we're gonna mix in um, a couple travel tips for Lyndon throughout this episode too. So the first one, uh, well, as all good tips from any walk of life should come from, it should be from experience. Mm. Uh, so Rodney, you and I have made some mistakes traveling. You and a I, few are, times. I think I think we would consider ourselves, you know, groups of friends consider us to be relatively well traveled. But with that comes a lot of mistakes you make when traveling, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you have the first one. Well, I mean, the one thing I'm going to just tell you, uh, Lyndon, is to just make sure you keep your ID on your person. So, um, and a place not to put your ID would be in your checked bag. So I don't know what your stance is on on checking your bag or not. So So this this tip, if I'm breaking it down correctly, sounds like don't be an idiot. (laughs) Uh, This tip, Lyndon, is keep your ID on your person. Because what happens when you nonchalantly make a few adjustments uh, with things that you're going to put into your bag or not, and you had your wallet in your hand, and then you put that with your photo ID into the bag that you're checking, and you give it to the person, and they toss it on the belt behind them, and that presumably goes into the abyss and somehow magically makes it onto a plane. Um, That's how it works, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it was elves. And uh, what then happens uh, with... 45 minutes before your flight is about to take off is you look at them and say, well, first you call Chet who dropped you off at the airport and you say, Chet, I get a turn call. around. I get a turn call. around. My wallet's in the car. I get a call driving the other way, obviously, after having dropped him off saying, hey, I think, I think my wallet and my ID is in your car. So I pull over. I'm searching through my car. I'm looking under seats. I'm looking everywhere. I can't find this thing. So I just start driving back thinking like, well, maybe, maybe it's in my car, but I got to get it to him anyway. What I don't realize is that, no, it's not in my car. It's in his check bag, and he can't get through security because he doesn't have his ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and so it's just me up there in the counter. The person that I'm traveling with, I've already sent um, to go to the plane because I'm thinking, mm, there's a good chance I'm not making this flight because not only did I not give any additional time, I now don't have my wallet. Then I go back to the counter and say, I think my wallet's in the bag that you already put on the belt and went behind you. Which I feel like they're supposed to see my ID before they do that, but in any case, I won't blame her. And so she, it's not their fault. She looked at me and said, um, okay, so what do you want me to do? I said, <laughs> I don't know. 
well, what do you do? What if my ID is in that bag? Like, how do I get it back? She said, well, I mean, we could go grab it, but you're certainly not making the flight. And I said, well, I mean, what other options do I have? Not with that kind of attitude, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> so anyway, I said, well, I've got pictures of my ID on my phone. I'm going to try it. And so the other thing I will let you know, though, there is an escape clause. That if you have made that mistake, you actually can get on a plane without an ID. You just better pray for short security lines. And security, who the first person I said, ooh, I don't have my photo ID, he says, ah, yeah, you're going to have to talk to my boss. And then that guy asked me some security questions, and it's just an aggressive pat-down. And in my case, an aggressive pat-down by someone who is also training. So he had to announce. I heard the instructions. I'm now going to go up the No, 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 no. First, it would go like this. <laughs> you now, sir, you, you now, John, have to tell this man that you're going to take your your hands and place them on the outside of his thigh and ride it all the way up to his right. buttocks. So what and, you're saying and, is... And he laughed. So just think, I'm thinking... So he laughs... Or kind of smirks, and I've already heard it, and knowing that I've got to hear it again from the guy who's already laughing about it to say it to me. So he then tell I go through this completely invasive process. I picture you like the Pillsbury Doughboy every time he gets that. <laughs> Where I get the instructions announced twice before they happen. And somehow I still make the plane. I can picture you just giggling. Where I just thought, like, uh, then at that point I realized, like, boy, I certainly hope my wallet is in that bag because I'm about to travel for a week. Meanwhile, I'm still driving to the airport (laughs) and you didn't tell me that you found it. Simply simply put, uh, keep your wallet on your person. You got that? Got that, Lyndon? Got that. I've got a similar-ish story. Where at uni when we went on rugby tour we flew from this episode London. is not going to be thirty minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> no. keep, keep going, keep going. We flew from um, like Birmingham into Ireland. One of the boys who's got Irish family is like, oh, I don't need my passport. I don't need my passport. I just use like photo ID. I, I use like I use my driver license. We're like, yeah, no, you need your passport. We're going to Ireland. He's like, no, 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 no. And he got all the way. Got through security and everything. All the way about to board on the plane. They asked his passport. Showed me. He like turned around to us and went, watch this. Showed, showed the woman his uh, driving license. She's like, "Yeah, you're not getting on the plane without your passport." No, he just nope. And <laughs> he went back, got his passport, <laughs> ended up paying for another flight. And we, like, as a rugby team, were like, "Oh, we're all chipping, give you some money towards the flight." Obviously, none of those ever did in the end. <laughs> and then, and he got there for like one night out. And on that night out, he got so drunk, he's in like a pizza place. And he fell asleep with his phone in his hat, like head in his hands, um, with his phone in his hand. And he woke up to find the phone had been replaced by a bunch of tissues. <laughs> now, stolen by you guys, or it was actually legitimately <laughs> no, stolen? No, it was actually stolen. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. You know what, though? It feels like, first of what all, you don't chip in for that. Like, he, you told him that he needed a passport, and he said, nah. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, watch this. That's a, that's my favorite part. All right, so speaking of watch this, let's watch Rodney try to explain the concept of this next Netflix original. This next Netflix original is significantly better than Cargo, and it's called Anon. What can I do for you? Cargo's a blank slate, no digital footprint. She makes her living covering up secrets. She's a master editor who can erase the unwanted act in the record. Most of all, she erases herself. And now her clients are getting erased. This level of anonymizing makes all crime possible. 
Anonymity is the enemy. So what this is about is basically a future world uh, where people's memories are are being recorded. So crime is is virtually pretty easy to solve because everyone can access the you know photographic memory of things that have happened. And uh, it stars Clive Owen, who is a detective in this world where crime is pretty easy to solve because you can kind of see what happened from everyone. And then there's a character who can kind of mysteriously make things disappear and makes, you know, a lot of these like random mysterious crimes happening that make this detective who basically had what is an extremely boring job in that new futuristic world, you know, more interesting because he's trying to find a serial killer in a world where there should no longer be serial killers. And so um, it's really the pursuit of him trying to solve uh, this mysterious set of set of murders. And it involves a lot of like personal stories. And I think to me that this is a great movie could be worthy of an episode on its own. I don't know why not, not everyone felt that way. It's a 6.1 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. So maybe I'm 30, 30, 38%, 38%. On, yeah. Wow. So maybe I'm on an Island, that seems all alone, but I think it's a, it's, I think it was a really well thought out movie. Have you and seen any black mirror? Episodes? Yeah. You, oh yeah. It was very much black mirror. Yes. Esque. And I would say to me, and I feel like, much more critically acclaimed Black Mirror. Yeah. To me, it feels like it's a movie-length version of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I thought it felt a bit long, this film, I think. It had a good idea, a bit overstretched. Yep, and it's nice to see Clive Owen. Uh, I don't see enough of him, but it did feel a bit too long, this film. I would agree. I think it could have probably been 20 minutes shorter. There was a, there's a few stretches where I don't know why the story went in certain directions that it did, but... All in all, I thought, a really well done movie, really worth your movie night. Lyndon, are you ready for your next U.S. travel tip? Oh, bring it on. All right, so I would say don't ever fly through Washington, D.C. Don't ever do that. I'm not saying don't fly to Washington, D.C. You can go visit the guys from Take Two, but don't fly through Washington, D.C. Rodney and I were on a trip coming back from, where were we? Savannah. Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. Or Charleston. We are flying back to Boston, had a layover in D.C. We land at like 9 p.m. Our flight out is probably 10 p.m. They tell us that there's traffic. We're already landed. They tell us that there's traffic in front of us, and they can't let us off the plane. They They can't dock and let us off the plane. So we're just sitting out there in this plane, and we sit for so long. It's now 11 p.m. So we've been sitting on the plane for two hours, almost two hours. And every single person on the plane misses their connecting flight. We then, so there's a ton of angry people cooped up in a metal tube. We then connect uh, or pull up and we dock and we get off. And we realize like the last flight to anywhere close to Boston, which I think was to Manchester, New Hampshire, which Mm -hmm. would still be like renting a car and driving like an hour or two back to Boston. The last flight left like 15 minutes ago. So Mm -hmm. everyone's flight was like in the next, the next flight, the next available flight was 6 a.m. the next morning. Right. So wherever you were connecting to, if you were on that, you were, you were like, okay, I'm stuck. So then there's this extremely long line of people, very angry people, basically all but screaming at you know, the people at the desk of what I believe it was like American Airlines, right? It was and, United. <laughs> United? Okay. Yeah. And uh, Rodney and I just kind of were content to just sit and kind of like, well, there's, we, we already found out we can't fly out of here, so we might as well wait. We don't need to be first yeah. in line. We Basi- can be last yeah. in line. Yeah, basically we see, I mean, it's just a massive crowd of people, and we're just waiting. And it being Washington, D.C., the other thing to note was that 
I believe there's something political happening in Washington, D.C. at the time. So I looked on Priceline, which is an app that you can get hotels at at a nightly rate. And I was literally seeing rates of $800 and $1,000. Yeah. So it was it was not the night to be laid over in <laughs> for, D.C. For so, a night. <laughs> Rodney and I are sitting here thinking like, well, guess we're spending the night in the the, the airport. Well, after the, uh, the crowd dies down, we're the last two people in line. We finally get up and go to the counter. We're going to need to get our ticket for the next morning. It's now 1 a.m. And the guy says to us, hey, I appreciate you guys not yelling at me. You guys oh. are really cool about this. We have one hotel to give away. Yeah, because they, they weren't giving free they, rooms to anybody. Everyone was pissed. They're like, we they're just like, give us a hotel. It's not the flight's some... fault. And so, therefore, it's the, it's the airport's fault. Therefore, there is no... There is no compensation for you. We're not giving you a free night anywhere. You can get this discount code, but like, you can get fifteen percent off eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, for whatever reason, because we didn't yell at him, he took a liking to us and gave us the singular hotel they could give away, and called us a cab and gave us a voucher for free food in the airport. Except the only thing that was open was a Dunkin' Donuts at again now almost two a.m. And so we basically got like. $20 each worth of like donuts bagels <laughs> bagels donuts like, uh, whatever took there a, was maybe some like sandwich thing they had took a 45 minute cab ride out to somewhere in like <laughs> yeah. Maryland I the, think the free hotel was also super far away so we get to the hotel and realize oh shoot we gotta take a cab back to the hotel in about an hour you know, to get back for <laughs> because the flight was leaving at like 5.30am and we had to go through security and everything like we really just have time to what shower like i think i did i think i showered and just yeah. sat down on the bed and like well gotta catch a cab yes. <laughs> get back to the airport all that to say i'll end with this Lyndon, don't travel through dc again i interpret that tip as don't travel with you two <laughs> okay and that all right <laughs> no we got a free hotel out of the deal you missed yeah. the tip. And like six donuts <laughs> Six donuts. Uh, well, I'd do anything for six donuts. Yeah. Anything? Wouldn't anybody? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, our our third and final Netflix original recommendation of the week is uh, actually Gerald's Game. This is going to be good for us, Jess. Really good. That's a marriage, isn't it? Working on the difficult things. For better or worse. Let's go in. Get comfy. Which has a 91% Rotten Tomatoes It's a good score. one. Yeah, that is a, that's yeah, a really high think, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes score. Um, this is the best of the three. 6.7 on IMDb. It's a drama horror thriller. This is based off a Stephen King novel, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and so basically what the, you know, in the nutshell story is this husband and wife are, you know, struggling in the marriage. They, they decide to go to this kind of like cabin um, set back in the woods just to get away for the weekend. And, Part of what they're doing is trying to spice up their love life. And anyway, the wife ends up being tied to the bed as a part of what they're doing on purpose. <laughs> and then the the husband has a heart attack and dies in the room. Gerald? What? What's happening? Oh. Gerald! <laughs> now, this is all in the trailer, so it's nothing. I'm not spoiling anything. So now she is tied to a bed in the middle of the woods where no one can hear her. And basically has to try to figure out how to get out before she, you know, mm. starves to death or whatever. Handcuffed, right? No, she's handcuffed, handcuffed. to like a metal bedpost. Yeah. The point was she wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So um, 
interesting one and kind of throughout she's having conversations with herself and so she's having flashbacks as well to like things about her childhood and how that ties back into the story about her overcoming certain fears so it's a really interesting one um you know me i'm not really into like the horror slash thriller but it's not horror true horror it's more suspense Mm. um and yeah it's available on netflix netflix original like i said 91 percent rotten tomatoes Mm. uh yeah gerald's game best out of the three of our recommendations tonight and with a scene you'll never forget yeah yeah true it's actually in i mean yeah what a great scene yeah yeah are you ready for your third and final u.s travel tip from us hit me all right so i would say when traveling linden in the united states or anywhere for that matter avoid the girl with the running mascara down her face uh so here i am uh, having that's missed... more than a travel trip, isn't it? That's just a general life. <laughs> unconfirmed. Tip. Unconfirmed. So here I am uh, having missed uh, my flight to Kansas City. Um, I then have to catch a later flight to Chicago. I'm in Chicago. My phone's dead. It's just one of those days. I'm a people person. I love talking to people. But in that moment, I had no interest in talking to anybody. Uh I were about to board this flight and for, you know, there's like probably 15 or 20 of us getting onto this plane because everyone had missed their flight. There was something, something that had happened where basically a whole bunch of people missed this flight. Um, I see this girl and she has, she's in her, her dress blues. She, she had been in the air force or some branch of the military and she has mascara running down her face and I'm already in no mood. And this story does not paint me in the best picture. I'll preemptively say that. I, I, I'm already not in the mood, and I look at her and I say, of all the people in the world right now, that's like, I need to avoid this woman. I have to. So I put headphones in my ears, and I don't have, my phone's not working, it's dead, but I, I have the headphones in the ears just to say, like, I'm I'm not approachable. Because she kept looking over at me like she wanted to, like, talk or something. She, I, I kept getting the vibe, but she was, like, trying to get my attention. Sure enough, we get on this flight, she sits down. I need to reemphasize, there's only like 15 or 20 of us on this flight. And I walk past her and I sit down and she turns around and she keeps like trying to make eye contact with me. And like a bug drawn to a lamp, I couldn't help but like accidentally make eye contact with her. And she like beckons me over, like, come, come, come sit here. I'm like, okay. So I get up and I sit and she, you know, she's nice enough. And she starts telling like, she, by the way, I have to say this very drunk she's very very drunk in this moment and she has in her purse she has like all these bottles of liquor with her like on this flight she's already gone and she's still so she's like talking to me about all this stuff and like you know how she is going flying home because like there was a death in her family and i'm like i now i'm like oh man like i i still don't want to talk to this person so i get up and i pretend to go to the bathroom and I stay in there for like 20 minutes just to kill time and I, I come back you're out. hoping she's so drunk she'll just fall asleep wait this is no, during the flight this is like, during the flight you're now. like in the we're air. in the air I come back out I sit down to try to attempt to make a long story short in my in the process of me going and coming back this older man in front of us who also served in the military he's a veteran he turns to her thanks her for her service and had given her an American flag pin so she now has this pin and she tells me this and I'm like, oh, like for the first time since I met this girl, I'm thinking, this is kind of cool. That's a cool story. This guy turned and, and thanked you for your service, gave you this pin. So she says to me, do you want it? Like, no, I don't want your your pin. Like, I was like, I think it looks better on you. She's like, no, 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 it's for you. And she leans over and she pins me. She puts it, she puts it on my shirt. Like I'm now pinned. So now 
the she draw blood. The fl- I don't know. This that would just, be. She, she just stabbed it into him like yeah. a flag <laughs> on my forehead. Uh, no. So anyway, so she the, the, the flight lands. We're about to leave, and we stand up. And the old man turns to her and says, "Where's my pin?" So then, in a panic, she like pretends to as if she had dropped it and is like pretending to like look for it on the ground. And like keeps looking up at me like, "Hey, help me out here." And so I like I'm staring straight ahead and I put my right hand over the pin to hide it from the guy. So he sees her consistently making eye contact with me. He puts two and two together and he says to me, "Young man, do you have my pin?" <laughs> and I said, "What?" He like, "What? Give me my pin." <laughs> so now I so again I need to emphasize there are like 15 or 20 people on this flight so now everyone is standing up trying to get out of this flight locked into this intensely awkward moment between this very angry old vet who just wants his pin back from me who he probably thinks is like this disrespectful dude who like doesn't deserve the pin so I I'm like okay no problem and I'm maybe try- not disrespectful but doesn't deserve the pin I think is accurate I'm trying to take this pin <laughs> off I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you I I'm trying to take the pin off and honestly it was like you could have said like make sure to cut the red wire like I couldn't do it I'm sweating like beads like I cannot get this pin off for whatever reason it gets worse because this older woman from behind me says I'll get it for you dear Re- leans in front gets it undoes the pin gives it to me I give it to the vet he snatches it and says, thank you, spins around dramatically. We're still stuck on this flight. And what's worse is about seven people back, there's a guy just laughing audibly, which I think is your part <laughs> yeah, to play. I was play, just going to say, that was, that was <laughs> all I would be doing is like, I love this so much. <laughs> all of that to say, Lyndon, I would say not only avoid the girl with mascara down her face, I would say don't even get out of bed in the morning because it's not safe out there, man. <laughs> all right. Cancel the trip. All right. That's it. We're out. Uh, I guess we weren't the only ones with travel tips for you, though, right? I think your rugby boys had a few. Well, yeah, because I've never, me and Lindsay have never been to the US before. So, ask the the reliable bunch of uh, rugby lads. We've, they've all been to the US before for some uh, helpful tips for Brits traveling to the USA. So, I'll give you uh, a little taste of what they said and see what you think. Uh, they said, prepare to drink smaller volumes of weaker beer. Ooh, mm. yeah, but Boston is like known for uh, for beer, so I think well, I think you'll be in good hands. What's like uh, what's an average uh, volume of alcohol in your beers? Percent? <laughs> percentage? Is that, is that a sentence? A- ABV? Isn't that the uh, is, well, about five percent probably? Yeah, well, it's probably anywhere normal. from four to seven is here. Yeah, yeah, a smaller. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 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 we drink less, but I feel like we drink less of a higher percentage. At least in the at least us. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have they said? Visit the Russian embassy if you're having visa troubles. Yes. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Um, why don't you go to Canada instead? They are the Diet Coke of America, and much in the same way, if you're going to drink that poison, drink the one that will star- stave off type 2 diabetes long enough to regret the decision. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a creative tip. We're the di- <laughs> Canada is the Diet Coke version of America. They have the better yeah. side of Niagara Falls. They do. I they mean, have Justin Bieber. I'll tell you, they do have a better – they do have a like probably a nicer group of human beings. Like I, on average, I think the average Canadian is uh, much easier to get along with. Also, there's Tim Hortons. Yeah, but McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's. Dunkin' Donuts is better. I don't know. Yeah, we can. I do. 
what else they, they said prepare to see at least one american flag every minute of driving that doesn't mm. feel true anymore you know no but it's not here you are right this this is true for regional parts if of you the US, were if you were not- if we were if you were visiting us in like the midwest or the south but up here not really. We could we could go through neighborhoods that would have them. Well, I mean, and in Boston, and depending on the tours that we do, you might see a uh, lot of American flags. Well, I'll so. tell you what you will see when we're in Boston is you're going to see um, a lot of down with Mark the British. Wahlberg. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is continually throwing tea into the harbor. <laughs> going, yeah, Boston sports. <laughs> well, should we move on? Next one. Uh, they've said. Don't order a cider. You'll get apple juice and just be really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, hard cider is kind of a thing, but it's not a thing like that's a staple. Like it mm. is, from what I gather from uh, it is from delicious. Yeah, I guess it's all right. I think it's delicious. It tastes like apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and the, point one of them said, I guess accurate. <laughs> one of them said, "Lyndon, remember to tip. No, Lyndon, more than that." <laughs> yeah, we do tip over here. We do. Especially if we uh, go see bartender Nate at Flynn's, you, you need to tip. You, no, give him the European tip, which is uh, just, you know, what? A what do smile. you guys tip? Nothing? <laughs> Cheerio. Oh, well, <laughs> Cheerio. Great, man. and a cheeky wink. <laughs> cheeky wink. A cheeky wink. Now, um, would you give bartender we... Nate a cheeky wink or would, like, only if you were, like, interested in He'd bartender? He'd flip him a shilling and say, sorry for the <laughs> yeah. mess. And then I'd ride away on my penny farthing. Okay. I don't know what that uh, is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know what penny farthing oh. Penny the farthing. The big bike. That's a, the, the Victorian bike. That's I mean, what a I penny could, farthing is? Uh, I always thought it was like another currency, like like sixpence and a penny farthing. Mm, that's a penny it's a, further. It's a mode of transportation. Penny farthing. <laughs> I, I can picture yeah. the bike now. I, I have no yeah, idea. you can do it with the massive front wheel and the tiny little back wheel. You mean yeah. to tell me you guys don't just get around in like horse drawn buggies? No, we're we're on to uh, bikes now, penny farthings. Wow, good for you. Mm. Thanks. Advancements. <laughs> anyway, one of them has said, "Try corn dogs; they're amazing. You have to eat it all in one, and then slowly slide <laughs> out the stick, maintaining, <laughs> eye- <laughs> maintaining eye contact at all times." <laughs> Uh, well, I, I have no comments I'll about the you. method of eating. I will say, <laughs> corn dogs an American. Uh, uh, you might make some people uncomfortable, but in in kind of that like, uh, oh boy, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, nervous kind of energy way. What's you know with what I mean? that guy? Somebody might say like, yeesh, that's uh, I don't know, kind of impressive though. Check huh? out the guy in the rugby shorts. <laughs> That guy in the rugby shorts over there just ate an entire corn dog and pulled out the stick. Dude, you would never get it. He also had zippers on his freaking shorts, dude. <laughs> he zippered off about four inches and swallowed about eight inches of corn I'll dog. I'll tell you what, if we had lost that I war, <laughs> we all would have been in rugby shorts. <laughs> I think I've I might be a- attracted to that guy. <laughs> I've got a couple more. What they've said. When they ask you if you like football, say, yes, I love touch rugby. Soft people need a sport too. Oh, please. You guys wouldn't even know what to do with it. First of all, first of all, no <laughs> rugby player is could make it uh, in the NFL. We tried that. The Patriots we, signed a rugby player and, I mean. Who did they sign? 
No, there is a rugby player that got signed to the 49ers. Didn't work out for him. You don't, you, you guys can't, yeah, but you guys can't. Ru- hang. Was it a good rugby player? Probably not. It that's why he went big, over there. No, I think that's why I think he tried he to make for the a, Olympics. Yeah, he, uh, for the Olympics. Yeah. He played yeah, for the Olympics. He was Could in Athens of Rhodes. <laughs> All right, on. we're not going to debate the merits of American football over rugby. Keep going. Pipe down. Get a real sport. Anyway, uh, and a couple of them have recommended going to baseball games. They're saying it's a cricket game length with a rugby crowd, lots and lots of drinking. I can I can definitely say there's lots and lots of drinking. I will say being in the uh, in the bleachers at Fenway for a Red Sox game is nothing short of like in terms of people watching is is perfect. We were at a game. We were at a game a couple of years back, Rodney and I, for someone's birthday, and there was this international student there who was like just blown away by the entire experience. And he kept asking people around him if they had seen like very obvious. Like he definitely was from a place where like movies probably are like ten years to like come out ten years later because he was asking people if they'd seen like Braveheart. And and I remember this one guy with his Boston accent said. You kidding me? Of course I seen Braveheart, dude. What am I, a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> but how much drink? We're gonna be doing plenty of drinking. I've got no kids to be looking after first you know, thing in the morning, so, so there will be multi beers. So, this, Rodney, I don't know if you knew this. So Lyndon texted me and he said, "Like my one concern is that you guys are gonna think I'm a raging alcoholic because when you pick <laughs> me up, I've already been drinking on the plane <laughs> and want to go to get beers immediately." Um, well, I mean, I don't. I don't get uh, – I don't – there's a line that I draw, but – What is that line? Just so long as you can keep – so long, long as, as you I can, can get pulled over. I can and, drive people and- home and uh, have a have a confident conversation about why Fury is actually a great film. With a, with <laughs> wow, a police officer when wow, he gets pulled over. that's going to need a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any more tips? And, oh, there and- was one more actually. I okay. missed that out. Uh, but probably not. <laughs> it's not a very nice one again. Uh, take some form of IQ inhibitor to help with assimilation. <laughs> all, all, all the smart ones have already got out. Okay. Uh, all right. Hold on. All the smart ones. All the smart ones got out. Yeah, of England in, in the 1700s. They came here to form a country where they can go do whatever they want. You're welcome for the car. Well, we have paved you, roads you, and you, not. You, we don't get around around with penny farthings. You, you ever heard of Henry Ford? <laughs> You're our, welcome. Our guards are more than just You're decorative welcome. pieces. Yeah, you you clowns. Where the biggest event of our year is not just a wedding. Yeah, of people who were born with some significance. Yeah, it's super IQ over there, baby. You know what? Well, you can, it's you can it's keep... amazing how much time you spend learning about us. I know bugger all about you lot. <laughs> no one knows what buggeroo means, Lyndon. <laughs> no one knows what buggeroo means. <laughs> I, I do I have know a friend buggeroo that... about you. What is that, an insult? We don't even know bugger what you... Bugger all. <laughs> bugger all? Buggeroo. Buggeroo. is a new one to me. Buggeroo. Buggeroo Creek is what it is. <laughs> what? It's you... okay. It's... You... You two just love a bit of word association out of nowhere. <laughs> That's all we do. That's all we do. We got to end the episode. All right, guys. You guys go end it. I'm going to go drive off now. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a spaceship? Yeah, it was a Jetson. <laughs> he's, riding his, he's riding his purring leopard away. <laughs> no, it's the Jetsons. <laughs> right? You guys know the Jetsons, right?
<laughs> Spaceship. Oh, okay. Can we just end this? Do your best. <laughs> for for eighty nine episodes, I've done just that. Oh gosh. All right. Oh, there you go. We've got uh, some travel tips for Lyndon. They had a bundle pack of Netflix originals for you. Uh, Cargo, Anon, and Gerald's Game. I think if you like adventure, kind of, uh, you know, race against time, that's Cargo. If you like murder mystery sci-fi, that's Anon. And if you like suspense thriller, that's uh, that's Gerald's Game. Mm-hmm. So all three are easily accessible to you in, in the heart of what our show is all about. And so we want to just give you guys all three today and, and say that's, you know, those are our recommendations, or at least considerations. Uh, so anyway, so, Lyndon, we're excited. It's a, it's, man, we're, how far are we out? Ten days? A week? It'll be a... Eight weeks. A week. Eight, eight days, eight weeks. <laughs> eight weeks. <laughs> when this episode comes out, it'll be less than a week. Yeah, and then uh, when, you, when you are here and we record together live, that'll be the 90th episode. What? Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Are we going to be sitting in the same room? Because often you two just go off talking. I'm just looking on my phone zoning out and just pop back in and out that's okay it's gonna be difficult to hide when i'm in the room that means you're doing the true listener experience you know (laughs) that's the uh yeah you just contribute when it feels necessary and uh we'll just we'll just look at you uh angrily (laughs) while i'm eating a corn dog but listen if you're eating a corn dog i'll be paying attention (laughs) (laughs) and on that note uh that's rodney that's Lyndon. we'll catch you guys cheerio Cheerio.